Shabbat Shalom, friends. This is Present Truth Presented, Passover to Pentecost podcast, season two, crossing over into a new era of expectancy. We are in week seven, day 47. Uh, The last few weeks, we have been looking at marks or signs that point and reveal that we have entered into a new era. We have crossed over into a new season, a new time gate. Today, uh, episode 47 is entitled, A New Era Brings Persecution. It's the seventh day of tarrying or waiting before Yahweh for a new endowment of power from on high. Yesterday, we learned that lukewarmness and a status quo mentality must be eradicated from our hearts and minds. Today, we will begin looking into Acts chapter 12. It opens with the church being harassed or persecuted. In this chapter, we will also see that there were two angelic encounters. One brings freedom, the other brought death. We have been looking at that in this season, we need to cross not only over into the new, but we need to cross up and take out our opponents or the giants of partiality, prejudice, uh, comfortability, status quo, lukewarmness. Uh, Today we're going to look at taking out the giant of comfortability, which breeds a stony heart. In this new season of church, we must be courageous, passionate, one who learns to be in his presence, then go do mighty exploits in his name. When I refer to church, I mean the church, the universal church as an organism. The church that Jesus said he was building, which was the ecclesia, also made up of the oikos or the fellowship side as well. The church, universal it is made up of fellowship, oikos, family, and um, ecclesia, which is the warring legislative side. It's not either or, it's both and. In this hour, the people of God must understand that the church that Jesus built is not just a family gathering center, but it's also to be a warring legislative center or people. We are under attack in the world today. Believers, Christianity. Uh, Here in America, we are seeing uh, harassment and uh, persecution like we've never seen in the entire 200 plus years of this nation. Um, This nation was founded 
from those who came over because they were persecuted and they came to create a freedom, a place of freedom where they could worship uh, and serve the living God and spread his kingdom. Uh, so a new era brings persecution. That is the, the heart of it. And we must not, as believers, shrink back from that. The chapter 12 of Acts opens with the Herod, the king, harassing or persecuting the church for political reasons. That's what we're seeing today. This same scenario is taking place in America and other nations of the earth. Herod killed James, the brother of Jesus, the brother of John, excuse me. He kills James, the brother of John, and it so pleased the religious leaders that he arrests Peter, intending to kill him also, but instead decided to put him in prison until after Passover. Now, I want you to understand that Acts 12 is taking place during this season that we're in. It was after Passover that Herod, Herod did this. Okay, It says that Herod stretched out his hand. He incited persecution against the church, causing great harm to believers. As I said, he had James, John's brother, beheaded. When it, he realized how much pleasure it brought the Jewish leaders, he wanted to continue to do more. So he put Peter into prison with 16 soldiers assigned to guard him. One person, 16 soldiers. His intent was to bring him to a public trial immediately after the Passover celebrations. The word it, uh, persecuted or harassed uh, or, uh, and the word vex are the same. In some translations it says harassed and some that word is incited. Others it's called vex, that he vexed them. That means to oppress, to afflict, to harm, to maltreat. It comes from a word meaning troublesome, injurious, destructive, banful. That was the intent of the civil leader in, in the early church's day. It is the same intent for civil leaders around the world today as well, along with religious leaders also, unfortunately. But Jesus said, persecution will come. We see that in, in Matthew 5.11. Beloved, uh, he said, blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil things against you because of me. 2 Timothy 3.12, we see, For all who chose to live passionately and faithfully as worshipers of Yeshua, the Anointed One, will also experience persecution. So if we're not experiencing persecution, maybe we're not living passionately as we should and going out there and doing exploits in the name of Yeshua. 2 Timothy 2, 7 through 10 says this, And if he rescued righteous Lot, who was oppressed by the perverted conduct of unscrupulous people. Beloved, we are being uh, 
oppressed by unscrupulous people in America, as well as other nations around the world. And it says in parentheses, for by what he saw, this is Lot, and heard that righteous man while living among them, felt his righteous soul tormented day after day by their lawless deeds. It says Lot had to see, had to hear, had to live. He was tormented every day by the lawless deeds of the, the people he was, the town he was living in and the leaders he was under. Then, and then it goes on to say in Second Peter 2, then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from a trial and to keep the unrighteous under punishment for the day of judgment. As I've said to you over and over again, the unrighteous day is coming. The unrighteous leader's day is coming. And especially those who indulge the flesh in its corrupt passion and despise authority. Reckless they are, self-centered they are. They speak abusely and of angelic majesties without trembling. Leaders around the world, civil and religious, despise authority. They have corrupt passions. They're reckless. They're self-centered. They do not believe in God. They even speak against God and his people. Don't think it's strange that we are experiencing persecution because this is a part of the new era. It's because God's doing an incredible work, an astounding work, and the enemy is fighting overtime to stop it in its tracks. What should our response be to persecution? Well, I found four things specifically. We're to bless, we're to love, we're to pray, and we're to go. We, first and foremost, need to be rooted in God's Word. Because when we're rooted in God's Word, persecution and these things will not affect us. It says, Matthew 13, 89, the good seeds, the seeds of the Word fell on good, rich soil that kept producing a good harvest. He who has an ear, let him hear. First and foremost, our response should be, get in the word, let the word become alive in us, and live out the word. Secondly, it says we should bless, love, and pray for those who persecute us. Matthew 5, 44, and Romans 12, 14. Say, bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse. Love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you. And the last it tells us in Matthew 10, 23, and in Acts eleven nineteen through 20, that we are to go and tell people the gospel. Matthew 10, 23 says, But whenever they persecute you in one city, flee to the next. For truly I say to you, you will not finish going through the cities until the Son of Man comes. When persecution began in the first century church, they went from city to city to let the Jewish people and Israel know about Yeshua. And that is still the same today. When persecution comes, we're to go from city to city to city 
and continuing to preach the gospel of the kingdom of God. Acts 11, 19 through 20 reads, So then, those who were scattered because of the persecution that occurred in connection with Stephen's death, they made their way to Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, speaking the word to Jews and Greeks. Persecution causes people to be scattered, which causes the word of God to be spread. So, persecution then brings multiplication. It brings harvest. We see this in Acts, excuse me, Exodus 1.12. But the more they oppressed them, that was the children of Israel, the more they multiplied and the more they spread out, so that the dread of the sons of Israel fell upon the people of the land. That's what's happening today. The dread of the righteous ones are falling upon the, the leaders in our nations, and they're scurrying to try to stop what God is doing. That's why we as his people can't back up. We can't let persecution, hardship weigh us down. We have to keep pressing forward. Acts 8, 4 through 8 says, Therefore, those who had been scattered went out preaching the word. The crowds with one accord were giving attention to what was said as they heard and saw the signs that were being performed. For in the case of many, there were unclean spirits came out. They shouted with a loud voice. Many who were paralyzed and lamed were healed, so much so that rejoicing was heard in the city. So they went out, they preached the word, people were healed and delivered. That's what's happening today. That's what God wants to use us for. At end times of persecution, we must be rooted in the understanding that Elohim is our stronghold and deliverer. We see that in Exodus 3, verse 8, where Elohim said, I have come down to deliver them from the power of the hand of man. God is still able to deliver us from the power of the hand of man. Psalms 3, 8 says, The Lord will also be a stronghold for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. Psalms 31.15 says, My times are in your hand. Rescue me from the hand of my enemies and from those who persecute me. 2 Timothy 3.11 says, Persecutions and sufferings such as happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, and at Lystra, what persecutions I endured. This is Timothy. And out of them all the Lord rescued me. We need to understand that persecution is going to come, but it's okay to pray and cry out for deliverance, to run into Elohim as our strong tower. That's what he's there for. That's what he wants us to know. Beloved, in these times of persecution and oppression, tyranny in the land, we must cross up and take out the giant of comfortability. Comfort is a sense of physical or psychological 
ease, often characterized by a lack of hardship, a sense of physical and psychological ease. That's what I really want us to understand. Comfortability is about being at ease in our heart and our mind. Not at peace, they're different. It's characterized by a lack of hardship. We don't want any hardships. And, and of course we don't. We want to live a life without hardships. But in these days of persecution, hardship is a part of the package. And so God wants us to gain a, a, a tenacity to stand in these days. Yeshua said, we would have tribulation, persecution, sorrow, and trouble, but we were to take courage for he overcame the world and because he is in us, we too can overcome the world. John 16, says, and everything I've taught you is so that the peace, the shalom, which is in me will be in you and will give you great confidence as you rest in me. For in this unbelieving world, you will experience trouble and sorrows, but you must be courageous, for I have conquered the world. Remember in 1 Corinthians, it says we are more, I mean, Romans, excuse me, we are more than conquerors. He was the conqueror, now we're more than conquerors. Comfortability breeds a stony heart. Matthew 13 is the story, and there's a parable about the Word of God in that chapter. Verses 20 and 21 read, But he who received the seed, the Word, on stony places, this is he who hears the Word and immediately rejoices with it. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. For when persecution or tribulation arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. We stumble when we do not have the word of God rooted and grounded in our lives. Let's pray. We need to repent, renounce, and move away from comfortability and ease. We need to embrace the times that we're in. Abba, I repent for the desire to be comfortable, to be at ease in these days. Please forgive me for pursuing a life without persecution, sorrow, and trouble, leading to a stony heart. I repent for not allowing your word to take root in my life. I renounce comfortability laziness, and taking the easy road. Holy Spirit, will you cause the word to come alive and take deep root in my life? Holy Spirit, empower me with an energetic heart of pursuit. Empower me to be a person that sits at the feet of Jesus and then goes forth and does exploits. In these days and at this time, beloved, the Spirit of the Lord is saying, in this world you will experience persecution, but be of good cheer, be courageous, 
Put all your hope and trust in me, for I have overcome the world. You are in me, therefore you have within you all you need to press through times of oppression. Greater am I in you than those who press down and persecute you. I am the Lord of hosts. My angelic army are with you too. In this hour, there is considerable opportunity to bow under the strong hand of oppression, the strong hand of oppressive men and their regulations. But you must fight that temptation. I'm going to read that again. The Spirit of the Lord is saying, in this hour, there's a considerable opportunity for all of us to bow under the strong hand of oppressive men and their regulations. But we must fight that temptation. Be strengthened in my word. Become good soil. Let my words take root and grow within you. For only then will you be able to produce fruit and yield a harvest for my kingdom. I am your deliverer. I will rescue you with a strong hand. With my strong hand. I will rescue you from the strong hand of evil men says El Gabor, the strong and mighty one. I bless your heart with courageousness, with the ability to retain the word of God, bearing fruit unto an excellent harvest for God's kingdom. Decree, I am strong and courageous. Persecution will not stop me, but be an igniter for the passionate pursuit of Yahweh. I am good soil. God's word produces fruit in me, which propels me in harvest gathering for my Lord. Friends, this is Pentecost weekend. I pray that you find time these next couple days before Shabbat begins on Sunday evening, before Pentecost Sunday morning, Sit at his feet. Let Yeshua minister to your heart. Let him strengthen you and propel you into this new season. It's time for the greater things to take place in your life and in the earth realm. I bless you. Until tomorrow, this is Sharon Webster.